What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Godly Dating 101 podcast. It's your boy Tavares, and I'm here to drop you guys another episode. I'm so thankful for all of you guys continually tuning in. You guys are amazing. You guys are always tuning in. You're always showing love. You're always leaving reviews. You're always telling us, you know, how it's impacting your life and sharing it with others. You know, I'm reading the reviews and you guys are saying how you guys have made changes in your relationships. You guys are saying how you guys have been making deeper steps into your walk with God. You've been changing things. And I'm so thankful to know that this podcast is reaching souls all around the world. But today we have another special episode for you all. So today it'll be just be me. But I would love if you have the ability to to read, to listen to this podcast with your Bible. If you can, you know, get ready to write notes on your phone or pen and paper, journal, add this to your quiet time. But I want to be able to bring some scriptures to your attention. And this is something that I want you to write down because even if you're not battling lust today, you're going to battle it sometime in the future. And I would love for you all to not take my word for it, but to see what the word of God is saying, you know, so today we're going to talk about a heavy topic. Um, it'll be part one in a series. We're not going to do it, you know, one behind another, but we're going to drop these episodes to you guys randomly because less is something that's going to pop up. You're going to deal with it and then you're going to think you're good for another two weeks or a month and then it pops right back up again. I understand how less works, but if God can deliver me, you know, with my struggles of pornography and lust and, and all those type of sins, then I know God can deliver you all. So, Let's just go ahead and dive right in. I want to start off with 1 Kings chapter 11, and I do get that this will be a bit lengthy. Please don't fast forward. I want you to be able to hear these scriptures so you understand my heart behind it. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1 through 10. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation, so it's pretty easy for you guys to understand. Bible says, Now King Solomon loved many foreign women. Besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Ammon, Edom, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them because they will turn your hearts to their gods. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. My God, he had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. In Solomon's old age, they turned his heart to worship other gods instead of being completely faithful to the Lord, his God, as his father David had been. Solomon worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Melech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. In this way, Solomon did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to follow the Lord completely as his father David had done. On the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, he even built a pagan shrine for Chemosh the detestable God of Moab, and another for Melech, the detestable God of the Ammonites. Solomon built such shrines for all his foreign wives to use for burning incense and sacrificing to their gods. The Lord was very angry with Solomon, for he, for his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. He warned Solomon specifically about worshiping other gods, but Solomon did not listen to the Lord's command. Listen here, if you ain't start highlighting and paying attention yet, 
I need I need you to understand this is not the typical podcast. Some parts are going to be, you know, giddy and laughing, but some parts I want you to know I feel this strongly that God wants me to to push a word out there that's, you know, that's not as gentle, but it's not as rebuking. No one is going to leave this podcast feeling condemned, but I want you to see the word of God. I want you to see the heart of God because a lot of times we're waiting on stuff to itch our ears and tickle our ears and we want to hear a cute message. But in the middle of the cuteness, we need to hear what God is thinking about our relationships. So a first point that I want you to get from what happened throughout Solomon's downfall is that it matters who you're entertaining. It matters to God the type of relationships you entertain. It matters to God, ladies, the type of man you entertain. Fellas, it matters to God the type of woman you're pursuing, the type of woman you're following, the type of people you're allowing to get your interest, the people that you're talking to in the DMs, the people you're texting. It matters to God the type of relationships that we entertain. And I say that because a lot of people think we can just date whoever, marry whoever, you know, as long as we get married, we're not in sin. You know, God is God is okay with that. But I want you to see Solomon, Solomon's downfall was because of the type of relationships he was connected to. And I believe Solomon was doing what many of us do daily. We simply ignore our company. You know what I mean? It's like, that's my boy. Like, I've been chilling with my homie since we, you know, way back. I'm not going to just drop my friend. Oh, I like this guy. I, 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 Or ladies, I think I like this guy. You know, um, it's no big deal. You know, he goes to church, you know. So what's the big deal? Not realizing that just because someone is in church doesn't mean they are in Christ. Please understand that just because you find somebody and they are drop dead gorgeous, body banging, homie is handsome. That does not mean they will benefit us spiritually. Please understand that. I don't want, I don't want to go further in this podcast if, if all we care about is just their looks. What about that character? You know, so Solomon was, was being deceived initially because he wasn't paying attention to the type of woman here he was entertaining. The Bible mentions that God told him specifically not to entertain those women. And yet those were the women Solomon entertained. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, highlight this if you haven't done so in the past. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Or your translation may say, you know, evil, you know, your bad company corrupts good morals. Meaning, It doesn't matter how great of a person you are if you're in a relationship with someone that wants to fornicate because they're going to lead you to it. It doesn't matter how much of a, you know, goody two shoe or how righteous or how much you love God. If your company is always cursing, you're going to curse with them. If your company is always smoking, you're going to get comfortable around smoking. You may even um, consider participating. All your girls are drinking, sis, and you're the only one with a bottle of water. Eventually, you might want to taste how to, you know, you might you might sip a little Hennessy. Let's be real. Let's be real. Many of us didn't just wake up one day and say, man, I just want to sin and go have sex with everyone in my neighborhood. No, no one woke up that way. And if you did, um, I rebuke that. <laughs> but no one wakes up that way. You eventually you keep on hanging around certain people and then you eventually start becoming like them. Because if you, I want you to understand that if you entertain relationships that God tells you to avoid, you will fall into sin. That's not Tavares saying, Tavares never falls into sin and you guys are going to fall into sin because your best friend is a Hindu or, or is a Muslim. No, no, no. Don't, don't be fooled. I'm also letting you know from personal 
personal history, from my own issues, a lot of sin that I've committed is because I wanted to fit in with people that God didn't send me around. I wanted to be like the cool guys in the Navy. I wanted to be like the cool guys in the neighborhood. And what were all the cool people doing? They were out there smoking, drinking, partying. They was out there sleeping around. And I'm over here thinking that's what makes me a man, not realizing being a real man is being who God called me to be, not conforming to this world. Because how can I change the world that's already changed me? How can I impact the world if I'm allowing them to, to, to downplay my walk with God? Because we can never evangelize a world that's already converted us. We can only win souls when we are the difference, when we are the light trying to impact their lives. So I want you to understand this because that verse shows us clearly that your company will influence your actions. They'll influence your mannerisms. They'll influence your speech. They'll even influence your interests. So you may have never liked, you know, who whoever's popping right now. I don't I don't listen to secular music, so you know, and I'm not judging those of you that, that do, but you know, like the baby, all right, boom, he's a hot rapper right now. You may not even like hip hop, but if you're always in the car with somebody and they have the ox court and you know they're bumping the baby, they bumping Beyonce, they got Drake playing all the time, what are you gonna play when you get home? Since you're not going home to go listen to Donnie McClurkin, and bro, if you tell me you about to go listen to Travis Green after you've been hearing Drake all day, you know good and well you're not about to go play. <laughs> you're not about to go play. Go home and play Jesus Culture. Cut it out. You you know it influences you. It changes your interests. You know when you're entertaining people that you're around. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Your company determines your outcome. Your company will determine your outcome. And I say that because many of us grew up with parents, especially if you're in a black community. I know you've heard this before, uh, but show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. I know many of you have heard that saying, whether it's from, you know, your parents or school or whatever the case may be. I remember one time I was in school and yeah, I I hung around all the bad kids, you know, but there was a time when, you know, some one of the teachers had a problem with me and I didn't know why. But I realized later on all the kids I was around they were giving the teacher a headache, (laughs) you know? So despite me not doing anything, they knew, oh, he's going to become one of them. And while, yeah, that's, they're wrongfully judging me because I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, act like them in, in every aspect. It was the fact that they understand that if you continue along a path, you're going to eventually get comfortable with it. And once you're comfortable around sin, you're going to be comfortable indulging in it. That's how the devil got Eve to begin with. The devil got Eve because he allowed her to see that the tree that they shouldn't eat from, he allowed her to see that it was a beautiful tree. He allowed her to see that the fruit was good. He allowed her to see that the fruit was going to do all of this good stuff. You know, he waited till she got comfortable and then he presented his case. Many of us, we don't understand that. That's all the devil is doing. You may not be sinning with your company right now, but he's getting you comfortable. You know, because the moment the devil can get us sleeping spiritually, he can take advantage of us. The moment the devil can get a foothold, he can do whatever he wants at that point. And I know some of you guys already probably logged off because you didn't want to hear it, but it's fine, you know, because if you want to stay in your lukewarm or sinful relationship, I'm not the one to judge you. But for those of us who want to grow spiritually, we have to grow spiritually by the word of God. We're not going to grow spiritually by by me telling you lies or by me trying to be the next cool internet pastor. I'm not trying to build my community. I'm trying to build a kingdom of God. And there are so many people, I've been reading the comments and I've been reading the, the DMs from you all. So many of you guys are investing into your life spiritually. And I've never been more encouraged because I see that so many of you want to grow. You know, and one of my favorite verses growing up was Proverbs 13 and 20. 
It says that he that walks with wise men will be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. It is a guarantee that if you continue around the wrong influences, that you won't produce the right fruit. You know, so if you want to grow spiritually, you need to go around people that want to grow spiritually. You're having a hard time reading the Bible and studying because it's just not as engaging yet or you don't understand it yet. But if you get around those people that are great teachers that understand it and are willing to help you and are able to push you throughout the boredom and push you throughout the times of not understanding, then you're able to continuously grow. You know, that's why you guys have to understand that Solomon's issue was that he was around the wrong influences. And that's why I want you guys to understand that your type, your type may not be good for you. And ladies and gentlemen, please don't think that I'm talking simply about, you know, you like tall, dark and handsome. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you like thick and whatever. I'm not saying any of that. If you want to hear about my opinion or Safa and I's opinion regarding types and preferences, go ahead and listen to episode five of the podcast. We We dove into that more in detail there. But what I'm saying is... Your type may not be good for you in in regards to the character you're pursuing. Many women, despite them being in church, will will date you know the bad boy type, the worldly type. You know, and then it makes you question: Does does she really want a godly man? And a lot of godly, a lot of men that claim they're godly are pursuing women that are in the world. And then it's making the women in church look like: Hold on, you know, I thought you wanted a virtuous woman. Is he really a godly man if you would pursue those? So those are all questions that we must answer. But at the same time. A lot of us, we deal with these things. We're pursuing these relationships because we're so used to dysfunction. And when you're so used to dysfunction, you'll continuously go back to the same type of relationships, even if they aren't good for you. So Solomon knew that these women weren't good for him, but because he was so used to getting those type of women, that's all he wanted. Solomon knew God did not want him to marry those type of women, but yet Solomon kept pursuing them. Why? Because Solomon was being led by his urges. Solomon wasn't allowing the Holy Spirit to lead him. And that's why I'm making this podcast because we have to see, we have to dive into the story. We can't just read the Bible you know, go on about our day. We have to be able to pay attention to what the Bible is trying to show us so we don't repeat these patterns. We have to understand that Solomon had a type. And his type was everything but the women that he should have been with. <laughs> you know, So if Solomon was in the church today, Solomon is that brother who's in church, but dating all the women of the world. Solomon is in church, but he's dating the Hindu. He's in church, but he's dating the Buddhist. He's in church, but he's dating the atheist and the agnostic. He, he doesn't mind as long as they're, you know, appeasing his flesh, as long as he's able to have sex, as long as he's able to, you know, get, get, you know, get a woman that stimulates his sex drive. He wasn't paying attention to the type of woman that would help him fulfill his God-given purpose. Men, if you want to fulfill your God-given purpose, you have to stay away from worldly influences. And I say that because a lot of women and, and ladies, don't, this, is not a, this is not a shot at you, especially if you're a godly woman. You know this is not about you, so don't take this personal. I'm just speaking from a male perspective. But a lot of times you'll, you'll see someone's bio like on Twitter or Instagram, and they're like Proverbs 31. Some ladies even go as far as, you know, um, tattooing it on themselves. <laughs> I saw a sister at church one time, and I was like, hey, nice sweater, because she had the Proverbs 31 sweater. And I was like, what was, what's verse 10? You know, just teasing her, you know? And then she looked at me like, don't, don't start with me, all right? Just because I can't remember a verse doesn't mean I'm not, a, you know? But I was just teasing her to get a reaction. But at the same time, there are a lot of women that are in the world 
that call themselves Proverbs 31. There are a lot of women that are in church that don't care for God, but call themselves Proverbs 31. Why? Because they think Proverbs 31 is just something something that you just are because you believe God exists or just because you believe in Jesus. No, Proverbs 31, woman is way more than her looks. It's about character. If we ever took the time to go on Proverbs 31, it's all about character. It's all about how she treated her family. It's all about how she treated, you know, the people in her community. It's all about her love for God. You have to understand that it's way bigger than that, you know, and a lot of times us men, we're we're claiming we're pursuing Proverbs 31 women while us men, we're over here pursuing the Proverbs 5 woman. Yeah, a lot of you guys may not know about the Proverbs 5 woman, but I'm going to read a couple verses from the ESV. Start at verse 3. For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey. Her speech is smoother than oil. So listen here, Shorty got it going on. But then it goes and says, but in the end, she's bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path of Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander and she does not know it. And now, O sons, listen to me and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. Listen, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel when you read the Bible, but Lord knows sometimes I read the Bible and I'm just thinking like, oops, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like I read the Bible like, Lord, I should have read that verse 30 minutes ago before I sent that text and that picture. You know what I'm talking about. Let's not let's let's be mature now here, folks. You know, a lot of us don't understand that you have to pay attention to character. Don't be like Solomon pursuing those women just because they were beautiful, just because they were convenient, just because they were accessible, just because they're nearby doesn't mean they're God's will for you. Just because just because they look beautiful doesn't mean that they're God's will. You have to pursue someone that you know God has a stamp of approval on that relationship. And I know that's heavy. I know a lot of you guys already tuned off, but I only have a couple more points, so stay with me. The second thing I want you to pay attention to is the fact that we are not immune to sin. I don't know how many times I've I've been foolish enough to just put myself in compromising positions and, and not notice that the danger of what I was doing, and I'm not calling you guys foolish. I'm using myself as an example because I know a lot of times I just go about my day. I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm talking to a girl and I don't think anything of it. I'm following an Instagram page and I don't think anything of it until myself, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing an image that's inappropriate, until I realize the conversation has gone too far, until the person you're on a date with is expecting more than Bible study and chill. They wanted to lay hands in Jesus' name. You know? <laughs> so please understand, we are not immune to sin. And I say that because... Solomon was outside of Jesus Christ because he's God in flesh, obviously. Solomon is the wisest man to walk this earth. So you mean to tell me the wisest man that walked this earth was still able to sin? Was still able to live a life that didn't please God all the time? Was still able to have his heart turned away from God? So I know for a fact that, yes, God is merciful. Yes, because of what Jesus did on the cross, I can be forgiven. I can be set free. That does not mean I don't have a part to play in this. The Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Because if you're not working on your own salvation, then that means you're allowing yourself to be susceptible to what the enemy can do to you. If you're not paying attention to where you're going, the enemy can easily set a trap. If you think, 
oh, we're just going to hang out. You know, no one is going to be home, but we're just going to, you know, sit there and watch TV and, you know, pray and read the Bible. Listen, I respect every couple who's ever been in terrible situations and they've managed to walk out of there with their integrity and not fall into sexual sin. But for the rest of us that are actually human and we're not on cloud 47 spiritually, you know, but we're still on earth, you know, we're, we're still humble people, you know, we must be careful, you know, because you can easily fall into sin. It is very possible for you to love God and still fall into sin if you're not operating with boundaries. Boundaries are very important. You know, we did a podcast on that previously, you know, but that's something we're going to do very often. You guys have to have boundaries. Episode four dives into boundaries. So I won't, I won't say too much on it, but if you know that a lot of people like to ask me, can I kiss while I'm dating? Listen, I know me. I don't know you. And and a lot of times, a lot of people think, oh, I know what's in my heart. I'm not going to sin. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 17 and nine, that the, the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. Who can know it? The Bible tells us plain and clear, our heart, our very own heart that the world is telling us, follow our heart is deceitful. So you think you're following yourself, to, you think you're following something great. And the Bible is telling us we can walk out of God's will pursuing after our heart. But I want you to understand this, that I don't even know what's in mind. So the fact that I know I can stumble, I don't want to flirt with sin. And a lot of times we flirt with sin and we're surprised now when we're, we're, we're in bed. We're surprised now that the naked pictures have been sent. We're surprised that we're in bed and now we're engaged to an agnostic. We're surprised that we're, we're doing all these things that we're not paying attention to what's leading up to it. And that's why I want you guys to be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of where you're consciously putting yourself because it's very possible to love God and still fall into sin. Boundaries are a necessity. It doesn't matter how much wisdom you have. It doesn't matter how much scriptures you know, because you can memorize the entire Bible, but it's ineffective in your life until you begin to apply scriptures. Please write that down for me. Write down. Yeah, you memorize the scripture. Yeah, learn the scripture. I want you guys to memorize as much verses as you can, but you have to apply the scripture in order to overcome sin. You know, like the Bible tells us that we should flee youthful lusts. It says to run away from fornication. It says to run away from sexual sin. It doesn't matter how much Tavares quotes these verses. If every time I'm tempted, I'm just like, all right, just this one time, God will forgive me. No, God wants you to live a life above sin because a life above sin is where the peace is, is where the blessings are, is where God's presence is. God doesn't dwell with sin. And that's the reason why God sets these boundaries. And a lot of people think boundaries are to cage them in. No, boundaries are to protect you. You have to understand it is important that you be protected by the hand of God. So don't look at what the word of God says as a book of rules or what your leadership says is just rules. It's there to protect you. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, so whoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. And I love that verse because there's a lot of times I fell right back into sexual sin or any type of temptation right after I repented. And you, I know somebody probably judge me and they'll probably think, but you repented. You know, you didn't genuinely repent if you fell right back into it. No, you will fall right back into sin. If you're not honoring God with your with the steps you take after you finish crying, after you finish praying, because a lot of times we just cry and what we're really sorry about, we're sorry about the consequences of our sin. 
We're not sorry of the actions of our sin. We're not sorry that we displeased the heart of God. And that's where I was battling for a long time. It's like, God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this again. When in reality, I didn't mean to get caught. When in reality, I didn't mean I, I wanted to do it. I never made up my mind not to do it. All I did was cry at an altar. So if you're struggling with fornication, adultery, masturbation, pornography, all these things, it takes more than crying at church. It takes a made up mind. It takes a decision that you're going to turn away from these things and honor the living God. Because we can think that we won't fall into sin, but no, you can easily fall back into sin. You know, these verses shows us that those women, you know, call Solomon to worship their gods. That is that is a scary thought that a man of God, a man who knows truth, a man whose father was David, the man after God's own heart. So, you know, he understands how to pursue after God. You know, he understands what God wants from him and what God expects from him. But yet he worshiped other gods, knowing those gods weren't real gods they are just idols and they're just the, the doctrines of this world. They're just the false religions of this world. You know, I want you guys to understand and hear my heart, please, because I've seen this over and over. The reason for godly dating is because of because of you, the people that are listening. I know a lot of people only follow us because they see cute memes or funny memes or whatever. But there's some people that actually want to honor God, especially those of you who are taking the time to listen to this podcast. You've probably been in sexual sin. And I thank God for his mercy. I thank God for his grace, his forgiveness to wash you, to purge you, to restore you despite you being rebellious. Because he did that for me, knowing I was going to do whatever I wanted, knowing I was going to rebel. Yet God kept his hand on my life. I'm so grateful that God is a God of mercy. You know, but these verses show us that we can't get in a relationship with somebody who doesn't follow Jesus. The Bible tells us that Solomon started to build a shrine, or which is basically an idol. He started to build these little statues so that those women could worship their gods. And he even joined in with them. So you may think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Pentecostal, but I could date this Catholic. You know, yeah, no big deal. No, who you date will influence your worship. Please understand that if you don't take anything from this podcast and you decided to stop for whatever reason, please understand this simple saying who you date influences your worship. There's so many powerful preachers that are in the club right now because he got together with the wrong woman. There's so many powerful women of God that are out there right now selling their bodies or or pregnant or, you know, in adultery or fornication all because she dated the wrong man. There are so many godly men and women that I know that are in false religions now because they dated someone that they shouldn't. There are so many people that I see with a calling of God on their life, but they don't see it all because they're trying to maintain a relationship that God did not send. I'm not trying to come at you guys like a preacher today. I promise, you know, I'm trying to control, control it, you know, but please understand that it is so important that you get together with someone who loves God. And they need to love God more than you because there may come a day in your life where you're so tempted that you want to fall into fornication that you want, ladies, you want to be with a man that will respect your body. Man, you want to be with a a woman that will encourage you and correct you and let you know, listen, we want to honor God. We need to save that for marriage. You have to find someone who will love God more than you because any relationship that does not have Jesus as, as the foundation will not stand. Jesus is the only foundation that a relationship can be built on. Whew, I'm trying. I'm trying to relax, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll just get to my third point because I don't want to belabor this. 
you don't have to make the same mistakes that Solomon faced. There are some things that I feel like Solomon could have done that he didn't, and I believe that you should do. The Bible makes it clear that Solomon was just pursuing after whoever was convenient at the time. So what my advice is to you is pay attention to character over how they make you feel. Because, yeah, fellas, she's pretty. She's fine. She's thick. Yeah, she does this and that. She's the greatest. But does she love God? And ladies, yes, he's handsome. Yeah, he's handsome. You know, he's got he has the six figures. He has the six pack. His six, he's six feet tall. You know, you guys are chasing six, 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 you know, <laughs> you know, so hey, I'm just saying, you know, be careful what you're asking for, ladies. But he has every criteria. But is he leading you closer to Jesus outside of talking to you? Is he growing spiritually outside of her coming to your church? Bro, is she seeking a God for herself? Do they have a walk with God for themselves outside of the building? Do they have a relationship with God outside of when they're with you? Because Solomon wasn't paying attention to their their walk with the true God of Israel. Solomon was paying attention to how they looked. He wanted a woman that could meet his sexual or his physical needs. He allowed those women to turn his heart away from God. I don't believe Solomon found any woman that came up to him and said, Yo, Solomon, your God sucks. He's not the real God. I want you to come serve my God. No, Solomon wouldn't have dated that woman. Solomon was the wisest man. He's not going to just willingly walk into a trap. But what Solomon did was he saw a woman that was beautiful. He didn't care what she worshipped. And after the woman came into his life, she influenced him to do something that he never set out to do. She influenced him to turn away from the God that he had a personal devotion to, that he had a personal connection with. So when you're dating someone, please pay attention to their character. Don't allow urges to lead you on. Don't allow me being horny to be what, called, what become your God. Don't allow your urges to become your God. Don't allow the, her curves to become an idol. Don't allow his, his, his nice words with smooth words to cause you to turn away from God. Because you can pursue after God and God can lead you to the right relationship. Or you can decide to pursue after whoever you want. And miss out on God and who God has for you. And I don't know about you, but I want everything God has for me. I don't have time to be wasting anymore trying to pursue pursue my own desires. And it's not me speaking as a married man. I mean in life in general. Because the enemy will present opportunities to you. But every opportunity isn't from God. Every open door was not open from God. So please understand that. Another thing I want you to understand about Solomon. You cannot be unequally yoked. I get messages every day and sometimes I don't even answer these specific types of messages because I know it's from people that know better. It says, can I be unequally yoked? And the fact that you even had to ask and you said the words unequally yoked, you knew the answer. The Bible makes it clear, family, we should not. And it's not just because we're better than the world. No, God is not telling you you're better than the world. God is letting you know that if you date someone in the world, you are going to be, you're going to have your heart turned away from him. So the parties that God delivered you from, you're going to be right back in there. The clubs that God delivered you from, you're going to be right back there. And I don't know about you, but man, the the lifestyle God has freed me from, I'm so grateful. You know, and I don't want to go back into a lifestyle of sin. So it wouldn't make sense for me to pursue after someone or to have those connections that are encouraging sin in my life. The last thing I want to say is if God tells you to stay away from something, (laughs) stay away. A lot of people, you know, we like to pray for signs. God, if he's not the one, tell me. And when God shows you, no. Okay, that wasn't God. I need one more sign. God, if she's not the one for me, show me, Lord. 
And then God shows you their true colors and brothers, you continue because she's beautiful. Listen, God knows more than we do. That was the problem with Adam and Eve in the garden. They allowed the serpent to, to deceive them into thinking this is a tree that they need to partake of. And man was never supposed to take a, partake of that tree because it's not up to mankind to determine what's good and what's evil. It's up to God to determine what we should do and what we shouldn't do. But when we become our own gods, we allow ourselves to become devastated by the effects of sin. And then we try to cover ourselves with the fig leaves. And then God has to show us, no, why would you do that? Uh, but but thanks be to God that you see the first covering. You know, when God, you know, killed an animal and covered them, that shows you... Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 the word is the word just randomly slipped me, but that shows you early on what Jesus did at Calvary because of our sin and our shame. He died to cover us. He died to protect us. So it doesn't matter who you are or what relationship you're in today. I'm not telling anyone to turn off this podcast and go dump, you know, go dump John or go dump Jane. But if you know your relationship is not pleasing in the sight of God, if you know God has been telling you, you need to end certain connections I'm urging you. I'm praying for you. Please do so. I want you guys to understand that it is better. The Bible mentions that we should, if our right arm causes causes us to sin, you know, if it offends us, Jesus said to cut it off. Or if our eye causes us to stumble, cut it out. And while he's not talking about literally cutting off our members, he's literally telling us we must remove the things that cause us to sin. Solomon did not remove those women that was causing him to worship false gods. Solomon did not did not stay away from those women. What he did was he kept them. And when you hold on to things that don't please God, it turns you away from him. When you hold on to relationships that don't please God, you remove yourself from him. You remove yourself. So you may go to church, but you remove yourself from the presence of God. You may jump, shout, dance. You may even want to fake speaking in tongues. But you and I both know when God is not pleased with our lifestyle. You and I both know that when we need to end a relationship because it's leading us into sin, it's leading us out of the will of God. I know many of you, you know, many people, you know, they don't want to hear truth, so they may have cut off this podcast a long time ago. Don't worry, we'll have something fun for you guys next week. But for those of you who listen to the end today, I believe God is calling us to a deeper place of consecration. I believe God wants us to search our lives and pray for our brothers and sisters that manage to stumble, that manage to turn away and backslide from the church and backslide from his will, all because they wanted certain relationships that he ne- he was never pleased with. <sighs> I know this was heavy, but I honestly felt this strongly in my spirit to encourage you guys on this topic. You know, and if God tells me to speak on something, I'm not going to find another topic. You know, so I'm definitely going to do more devotionals as God leads me, you know, to encourage you guys. And I pray that. You guys won't just stay for what's convenient for you, but I pray that you'll also take heed to to God, whatever God is saying, whether it's a warning or not. But for those of you who listen, trust me, I am so thankful because I know that you're not listening unless you want God to work on your life. I know you're not listening unless you want God to deliver you from lust or pornography or or unequally yoked relationships or deliver you from pride or deliver you from any form of sin that you're battling right now. So I'm praying for all of you guys right now, and I'm just asking the Lord to touch you, I'm asking the Lord to to wash you if that if you have a, a a messed up past, whatever it may be. God is not holding your past against you. God is able to forgive any any one of us that sin. You know, but I am thankful that you guys are listening to this podcast. The reviews are amazing. 
My wife is going to be back next week. I know you guys are dying to hear her. I am dying to have her back. You know, but until then, guys, I'm asking if you're on Apple, please go ahead and leave a five star review. If you have any questions, send them to our Instagram page, Godly Dating Podcast. Follow that page while you're at it because we're about to drop a, a new. We're about to do a giveaway, and I want you guys to be the first ones to know about it. So if you're listening to this podcast, you will know because the giveaway is going to be dropping soon. Love you all. Peace.